אחת ויחידה, בכל זאת לבדה, אין אחד שבא אליה לבקש את ידה. וביתה סוגר עליה, וליבה חתום, נעול, סגור, שבור. Shalom, shalom, shalom. My name is Michael Sano, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Um, this is episode 20, and in this episode, we are going to talk about everything that I love about Israel. Well, almost everything. We're going to try to get to as much as we possibly can. Um, listen, if this is your first time watching... Uh, us on the video version of this podcast, please, 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 please don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so that you are always in the loop and you always know when we have a fresh brand new episode out. Um, also, if you want to take us with you on your way to work or to the gym um, or wherever you're going, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, tune in and Spotify. Yes, this is the illustrious episode 20. That means we've been doing this for 20 weeks, almost half a year. Um, I've been plugging away, digging it, digging it, loving it. And I'm going to tell you uh, a little bit about why I do it in this episode, because I'm going to tell you about all the things that I love about this little country. Um, first I have to do, uh, some shout outs to some sponsors. And my first one is to Neviot, Neviot flavored water, nature at its best taste. Neviot plus delivers you with a combination of health and pleasure. It's based on Neviot natural mineral water. One of its kind in Israel. It's enhanced with five Hamish Hamesh. B group vitamins. Did I do that right? It's naturally sweetened. It is low in calories, only 35 to 40 calories per eight fluid ounces. There are no preservatives, no color additives. It's available in delicious, indulging flavors like apple, peach, which we have here today, and grape. If you're in Israel, you should be drinking Neviot. For more information, check out their website at www. Dot neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home that's www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home um, if you want to get this water go to our next sponsor and they are makolet online um, and their main goal is to make israeli groceries and judaic products affordable and available to everyone in the USA and Canada, their online store carries items that are unavailable in most places in the USA and Canada. Their online store carries items that are uh, like uh, tahini, Israeli chocolate, chocolate. So they carry, <laughs> they carry things like tahini, Israeli chocolates, frozen barikas, and the Neviat water that we have here today. At Makolet Online, you'll find your favorite Israeli goods or simply enjoy brand new flavors. All of their products are kosher and most are manufactured in Israel. If you want the taste of Israel delivered to your home, visit www.makoletonline.com and order today. And for an additional bonus, 
If you use the code 12 cities in Israel, that's the number one, two cities in Israel, no spaces, um, all one word, you will receive 15% off of your entire purchase. So again, visit www.makoletonline.com. That's www.makoletonline.com in order today. So, uh, yeah, um, Neviot is one of the things that I love about Israel. Now, I've told you about this before. I think I've told you this story before. And uh, um, when I get off of the plane, one of the first things I do when you go into, uh, when you come in in arrivals, it's this big, huge open area. And it's amazing. There's, uh, if you want to see what it looks like, there's this video, um, Shalom Alechem, which, hey, before we even get into any of that, um, to all of my fans and listeners, happy new year. Happy. I hope your Rosh Hashanah was wonderful. Um, and yeah, uh, mine was great. It was quiet, uh, which is always nice. Yay. Um, so yeah, there's this video called Shalom Alechem. And I'll put, um, if you watch the, uh, if you go to the YouTube version of it, I will put, of this podcast, I'll put a, uh, I'll put a link to the video and you can see the arrivals. That's actually one of the things I love about Israel. So, um, I'm segueing big time without even talking about what I wanted to say in the first place. So the first thing I do is when I get into the arrivals area, uh, and I get out, um, go through, get my bags, come out before I do anything. I go to the vending machine and I get a bottle of Neviot plus flavored water. And, uh, I, I get whatever they got. Usually it winds up being this one peach. And, uh, that way, uh, that's why I don't drink it too much. I actually give the Neviot from these episodes to my son, uh, who is greatly, <laughs> greatly appreciates it. Um, and so I don't, I don't, I try not to drink it when I'm in the States, uh, so that when I get there, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm in Israel. I am really, really in Israel now. And, uh, yeah, it's, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. I, if, if you want to know what it feels like for me, to get to Israel, go to Makolet Online, order some of this Neviot water and drink it, and you'll go, wow, that's pretty awesome. Um, and that wasn't a plug. That was, I mean, I already did the plug. That wasn't a plug. That was just, uh, it, it's just this, there's nothing like it, so try it. Um, also, so segueing into another thing that I love about Israel, and it's the coolest thing and um, it is when you arrive at the airport, and uh, so so there's a, a people move Jews from different countries, United States, Europe, South Africa, wherever, Australia. Some of them make Aliyah, which is uh, to to emigrate to Israel and to become a part of the state. Uh, get citizenship and just uh, you know, be to be a part of um the Jewish the the 
seminal Jewish experience to some people uh, to live in a place that is just Jewish. Uh, for some people, that that's, I mean, where, where am I going with this? I don't know where I'm going with this. What I'm trying to say is that there are people who, uh, so Israel has this open immigration policy to Jews. If Jews want to come to Israel and become a citizen and become a part of the state, um, they are met with, for the most part, with open arms. Um, and they... Uh, when you get there to the airport, when this happens, there's music, they're singing. And it's just insane. It's so joyous. People start singing it when they get out of the, out of the terminal uh, or, or out of a, a, the baggage area. And they just, they go wild. There's, it's, it's really, it's an experience. I'm going to put the video up. You guys have to see this. Um, Aliyah is a discussion for uh, another day. But the, again, that's another thing that I love about Israel is uh, in the history, uh, in, in the history, in the Jewish history of the world, um, we haven't always had a place. We haven't always had a spot, so to speak. Um We've had our own corner in other countries, um, but they were never wholly ours. And uh, just the the concept that we could have our very own place is, to me, it's it's moving, it's compelling. Um, I'm sure it's interesting to people who aren't Jewish. Um, to some, it's a little confusing. Why would you? Why would you need your own place? Uh, Another story, but the fact that that exists is one of the reasons why I love Israel is we got a place. We got a spot on the playground. So um, that's one of the things that I love. <laughs> um, more things that I love about Israel. I actually brought props to this episode. Well, all right. So I have to explain something that happened earlier. So I was all jazzed about doing this episode about things I love about Israel. I was like, oh, this is going to great this is gonna be a positive episode so i brought my coffee out because every episode i have a cup or a large glass of coffee and i'm goofing around getting everything ready to start the show and uh i hit it with my elbow and it went all behind me all over the floor i'm swearing nine ways to Sunday. Um, but I got it. I got it cleaned up. We got it going. And I got myself back into the mindset, the positive mindset of, uh, of, of things I like about Israel. And, and one of those things that I love about Israel actually isn't from Israel. Um, surprise. Um, and it's the coffee that I drink. Hold on. Peter, this is for you. So, I have it right here. And the coffee that I drink, I've spoken about this before, is called Jacob's Cronung. Okay, this is it. This is, and it's an instant coffee. Now, I was a snob 
before I went to Israel, a coffee snob, and uh, was like, I remember we went to the grocery store. I said, hey, I need to buy a coffee maker, and I got this really puzzled look uh, from the girl's face. She was the liaison, the student uh, coordinator, and uh, when I was at Ben Gurion University, she looked at me very confused. What it, For what? For espresso? For a cappuccino? And I said, no, just for coffee. And she says, come. And she took me over. Her name is Yael. What's up, Yael? Um, and she took me to an aisle, and there were loads and loads and loads of this. Jacob, she said, there's coffee right there. And I said, what, instant? And she's like, yeah, why? So I said, okay. Um, I guess... I need to boil it. And she's like, yeah, come with me. And she took me over to the appliance section of the grocery store, Maxani Ashuk, which is awesome. Uh, this really huge, huge um, supermarket. And she said, there, a kettle. And I had never owned a kettle in my life. Uh, we, we have a kettle in the house for my wife and son. They drink tea, but it was a stovetop kettle. So I fell in love with this thing. That's the other thing I love about Israel. Kettles. Um, I know it's probably a European thing, um, but I only drink this now, this instant coffee, this Kronings. It's from Poland, and it's imported uh, to Israel. It's the bomb. It's awesome. Please don't buy all of it because uh, I need some. I just bought, I buy it, I think I buy it a case of six, and it costs about, costs about 50 bucks not much um because that's i think a seven ounce bottle and that lasts a good week and a half maybe even two weeks uh depends on what i'm doing because sometimes i drink more coffee uh but when i go to israel even when i'm traveling around i buy one of those seven ounce uh bottles of instant coffee and i put it in my bag and i take it everywhere because this is how awesome hotels are um, all over Israel is uh, most of the hotels have kettles in them um, or you can always get to a kettle. So you always have a cup of coffee. Um, that's one of the things that I love about Israel is instant coffee. Isn't that weird? That's like a weird thing that you would think uh, we have instant coffee here. Bozo. Why? is instant coffee because we don't have that coffee here. Well, we do. We import it, but, but um, it's an everyday thing. And th there's, some, there's, something about, um, there's something about being able to go and grab the things that you need um, with, what do they call it? There's something in, in economics where it's like, uh, ease of access. I think that might be what it is. And, uh, so after I get done in February filming the interviews, um, I am going back down to Beersheba. I'm filming the interviews in Tel Aviv, but I'm going down to Beersheba for about a week and I'm going there. And I was explaining to my wife, I'm, go I'm going there. And she's like, why, why are you going there for a week? And I mean, I know your friend's there, but why for a week? 
Like, you're not going to do anything else? I'm like, no, everything's there. The shawarma place I like is there. Uh, the sandwich place called Johnny Crispy is there. The hummus place that I like is right around the corner from where I'm staying. Um, this bar that I like to go in and get beers in the evening, uh, Benji Bar, is right there. My best friend, Moti Biton, lives there. Another friend of mine, uh, Hadar Rabinovich, she lives there. She's an artist. She's actually coming out. Um, Ben-Gurion University. I have friends there. I have... I know where everything is, and that's that's why I'm doing it. And it's funny because it falls into the economic ease of use thing. I'm getting off on a tangent. Let's get back to the stuff I love uh, about Israel. What's another thing? Uh, ooh, Gal Gadot. I love Gal Gadot. Um, not like that, you jerk. Um, I just think she's awesome. She's fun. Uh, she doesn't really care what people think about her. Um, she's an awesome role model, model for women. Um, and yeah, love Gal Gadot. She's one of the things I love about Israel. Who, who else, who else do I love? Uh, I love, uh, my, you know what? One of the things I love about Israel is, um, that this is going to sound weird. The healthcare, the healthcare system. Wow. Why do I love the healthcare system? Because um, the way it's set up is very pragmatic. So one of the things that's interesting about Israelis is they, they tend to use this phrase, of course, which drives my wife bananas. Um, they'll, they'll, Rather than say yes or absolutely or, um, yeah, probably, they'll say, uh, it, it, in, instead of giving any other, what is it, uh, confirmation, the confirmation phrases like yes, uh, absolutely, all of that stuff, they will say, of course. So, um, did you go to school today? Of course. Did you, do you have uh, peanut butter? Of course. Uh, <laughs> are, are your pants on fire? Of course. Um, and the, it's it's so intense sometimes when they say it that you like feel like an ass for asking. Um, so with that in mind, um, the healthcare system is very direct and in your face. And the instruction is very clear, always. Um and the responsibility for it, which is interesting, this is so weird, the responsibility for your care is on you. What do I mean by that? Uh, hold on. Let me take another sip real quick. So the way it works and I haven't had a lot of experience with this. Uh, my wife had some experience with it when we went to the pharmacy. Um, and I've had some experience because I ding myself up a little bit because I, I tend to do stupid stuff um, and treat my body as if it has no expiration date. Um, so when you hurt yourself, they will bandage you up and they will fix you. And then they'll say, okay, you're all set. 
don't do it again. Pat you on the back, and there you go. Um, I think in the United States, we we as patients have this concept, and I don't know if this has to do with advertising for you know pharmaceuticals, medical products, all that stuff, where we need to feel as if we are the superstar of the of the uh medical office visit you know what i mean um and it's it in israel that's absolutely not the case it's it's just boom here you go take care of yourself don't do this again i hope not to see you here ever again um not because they don't want to see you but because they don't want you hurt um and i like that i like that i like that a lot um, I like the, what else do I like about the healthcare system is that, um, just about everything's covered. Um, there's ease of access for everyone. Um, uh, if you don't, if what's covered, uh, if, if a procedure or medication or something isn't covered, there are follow on, um, insurances that you can get on top of that Uh, i just i mean i i like it seems like they've got it locked down um i'm sure there are problems with it i'm sure there are people who complain um but they don't they don't it's one less thing to worry about when you're in israel do you know what i mean uh what else do i love about israel i love i'm covering some big things that i didn't expect to cover um what else do I love about Israel? I love that one whole side of it is beach. Um, that's awesome because I don't know if it was landlocked. I probably, which is weird because my favorite place in Israel is Beersheba, which is on the screen um, right now. Um but the beach is amazing. It's phenomenal. It's the Mediterranean. Um, it's there. There's nothing like it. And the sun. What well, I mean, if you live in California, I live on the East Coast. So when the sun sets, it sets over the mountains. Um, but in Israel, the sun sets over the water. Now, if you're in California, I know you're saying, "Does it all time for us, bro?" Um. But it doesn't do it for me. So for me, it's one of the things that's awesome. Um, Another thing that I think is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly awesome. And this is a weird thing that you wouldn't think of. So um, this is going to sound so harsh. My wife doesn't like hippies. I don't know why. Uh, She she thinks they're uh, a number of things, which I'm not going to go into. Um, but she also thinks that they tend to have, what is it? A sense of entitlement, one that is not earned. Um, there are hippies in Israel. The interesting thing is that all of these hippies have been in the military. Um, I think that's fascinating. I think that's so awesome. I think there's something about that that gives them more credence than, 
I can't believe I'm hippies is coming up in this podcast. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, but think about it. All right. And I'm, I'm broad using the term hippies. I actually probably am inappropriately using the term hippies. Um, but I'm thinking more along the lines of people who are, you know, naturalists of the earth. They want, you know, peace and love and happiness and not in, in a way that sometimes feels different from other people who want peace and love and happiness. Like just about everyone pretty much wants peace, but they really want it, man. And uh, so, but there's something about it and the knowledge that, well, you, you were in the army and, and, and all right, that's your opinion. Boom. Go with it. Rock on. Um, the, just so you know, just so the viewers and listeners know, <coughs> this is an, uh, this show is totally unscripted, as you can probably tell by this episode. Um, what else? Now we're going to move off of hippies, I think. One of the things, all right, though, but I have to roll back to hippies for a second because one of the things I love about Israel is something I did not expect at all. I love reggae music. I'm a big, big reggae head. Live for it. Love it. Can listen to it at any time. It gives me a certain vibe. When I got to Israel, I heard more reggae music than I've heard in a long time. Reggae influences everywhere. It influences the music. It influences posters, hats, clothes, lighters. Um, that ought to tell you something. Um, but it was really kind of weird. I did not expect to be Israel to be this hotbed of reggae. There are tons of reggae bands. Um, there are tons of just reggae artists. It's it's phenomenal. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. So that's something I absolutely love about Israel. Um, all right. I have to take a quick quick break to do a couple of shout outs um and <laughs> hippies how the heck did that wind up in the conversation um anyways we're gonna move on from that um and we are gonna talk to you about i connect i connect engagement with israel that earns you rewards Earn points and connect with Israel with articles, games, quizzes, polls, and more. So what exactly is iConnect? Well, iConnect is a social gaming platform where you can play, earn points, and receive cool prizes all for free. Now, why should you play? Because iConnect introduces you to a unique way to acquaint yourself with all things Israel while working towards winning once in a lifetime experiences. So head on over to www dot i connect dot co dot i l that's www.iconnect dot co dot i l and start playing now our next one is from israel phones israel phones is the leading provider of communication devices for people traveling to israel israel phones offer sim cards myfi devices which are <coughs> excuse me mobile wi-fi hotspots travel products 
and serves the connectivity needs of tour groups, synagogues, schools, community missions, study programs, and individuals, supplying you with international prepaid SIM card cell phones and USB portable modem hotspot rentals. Right now, because of watching this show, Israel Phones will give you a free SIM card, which is a $15 value, if you spend $30 or more on their site. Check it out. Um, all you have to do is put in the coupon code to Wolves Cities in Israel, the number 12, Cities in Israel, all one word, no spaces, uh, when checking out on your next order. And for more information on what they can do for you and to get this great deal, please visit www.israelphones.com. That is www.israelphones.com. So, yeah, um, hippies, man, hippies. So, yeah, I um, that's one of the things I love about Israel. The, uh, another thing along those lines that I love about Israel um, is everyone talks right now um, in the United States. Hold on. I'm going to take a sip. So one of the things everyone's talking about right now is fair share. Uh, in the United States, they're talking about fair share, and they're talking about it in a monetary context. And I think that that's kind of ridiculous um, for one reason. Um, so how do I put this in a in a context that will be understandable? So... I'm going to pull out the Hertzel bag again. Um, so one of the things that they were trying to figure out when they were um, looking at developing the state of Israel is they wanted it to be accessible to everyone. And one of the ways that they chose to do that was through their generation of funds and subscriptions uh, towards the state. So in order to generate revenue, um, to buy tracts of land in um, then Palestine, <clears throat> they uh, they had people at at, low, at every level, from the peasant um, in the shtetl all the way to the top. Um, they had everyone give as you can, as you can afford, and uh, that was a big that opening up that subscription thing um, equalized it uh, because. The beggar gave proportionally as much as the um, rich person. So that was really, really profound. And that lived on, interestingly, in my mind it lives on, in the IDF. In that, the poorest person in Israel serves just as the richest person in Israel serves in the IDF. So, um, you are literally, rather than giving capital, you're giving human capital. And I like that. I like that, that it's, it's the stop gap. Not the, that's not the right word. It's the, uh, it, it, well, it's, it's the one thing that exists in every single person. Yeah, you may be in the army and you may be a uh, stapler first class and all you do is staple papers um, in com some command center somewhere in the country. Uh, you may be in a tank. You may be in a helicopter, whatever. You're all in the military. 
you're on the IDF or the Air Force or the Navy or the Border Police or whatever. But uh, that's one of the things that I love about Israel. And it goes back into that thing that I was talking about with um, the hippies. All right. And I, I, I use that word. If, if you guys have a problem with me using that word, let me know. I won't do it again. Um, but my general concept is the individual who follows a specific lifestyle, um, has made specific lifestyle choices and has wants and needs that align with those of what I would call the hippies from the sixties and the seventies. Um, and my folks, my dad was one. So, and my mom wasn't, but she went along with whatever my dad was saying. So for, for the time being, uh, <laughs> this is cool, but you're going to need to look for a job. Um, but what's interesting about it is that there are people who, and, and what, what's nice about that is it creates a level of tolerance within the community, within the broader um, state population because everyone understands that they all came from the same place. It's one of the reasons why um, they're having so much difficulty with the Haredi and the Hasidic population and their refusals to serve. Um, so, but yeah, that's one of the things I like that everyone does their fair share there's there's always going to be an argument oh so and so if you're rich you get a better posting blah 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 whatever still got to do push-ups man still got to carry that pack uh so i love that um what's one of the other things i love the trains there are a lot of people who complain um about the trains but i don't know what they're talking about because i never have any any trouble with that um I wonder if that is a sense of trying <laughs> trying to make it work for you versus you working for it. So a train schedule comes out and you say, well, I want a train at 2 o'clock and there's no train until 3 o'clock. I hate this train. Uh, I hate the trains in Israel because there's no train in 2 o'clock. Well, Bozo, you, uh, you reorganize your life and uh, make the 3 o'clock train. Boom, done. Um, I like them. I find them to be on time. I find them to get me where I need to go. I find them to be incredibly clean. Um, and the stations and the trains. Um, every once in a while, though, I'm reading about strikes. Uh, but I've never experienced one, so I don't know. And I've also not been on that new Jerusalem train. And... Uh, there have been a lot of complaints about that, but I love the trains, um, the buses as well. Love the transportation, love the public transportation. Um, although I will say this about the bus drivers, you guys are freaking nuts, bro. Um, these guys drive like it's Indy 500, um, uh, people flailing all over the place. So let's slow it down. Um, what? else do I like? I like, um, I like so much. Let's talk about food now. Food, food, food. I love falafel. 
Oh my gosh, I love falafel. And this is going to cause, if it causes discontent because people say, oh, that's not an Israeli food, that's an Arabic food. I don't care. I can go to Israel and I can get falafel and it's amazing. So I, that's one of the things I love about Israel. Um, I love falafel. I love shawarma. Oh, gosh. I got to do an episode on shawarma. I just did an episode on schnitzel, which is something else that I love. Um but I definitely, definitely, definitely need to do an episode on shawarma because I cook it all, not all the time. I cook it uh, here and there, and my recipe is just, it's not there. It's not there. It's not the same. Um, what else do I love? I love schnitzel. I did an episode on schnitzel. Um, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Can't be drawn a blank. What else do I love? Let's talk about places. I love Haifa. Uh, if you've never been to Haifa, Haifa is absolutely amazing. It is a city on a mountain, literally on the side of a mountain. It goes over onto the other side too, but um, the part that people mostly know about and the part that people take pictures and all of that. It's just absolutely amazing. And it's such a different world. from So, like, if you're in Tel Aviv, which is another thing that I love. I love Tel Aviv. Uh, Tel Aviv, Yachabibi, Tel Aviv. Omer Adam, I love Omer Adam, who sings the song, Tel Aviv. Um, but Tel Aviv is flat. Tel Aviv is on the beach. Tel Aviv is... Um, Tel Aviv and Yafo, they're part of the same city, but they are totally different cities. Um, they're part of the same municipality. This, right, if you're watching the video version, it just came up. That's the port right there. It's amazing. Um, and it's old, very old. But the port in Haifa is also very old. Um, I don't think it's as old, though. I think the port across the bay in the city of Akko is older, but still old cities. Um, and actually I wonder if Haifa is that old, why am I thinking that it might not be that old? The original city might be old, but I don't know, but it's beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. I love it. I love the, um, I love being on the train and getting to places like Haifa and it says, ding, ding. Atakana, Merkaz, Haifa. I think that's Hashmona Haifa because um, there's a couple of stops. I, I love that place. It's beautiful. They have some of the most amazing beaches. Um, Batyam, I think that's the name, Batyam, Chofa uh, Carmel, which is a Carmel beach. Um, and then let's go down. Uh, to Tel Aviv, which I said I love Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv is amazing. Tel Aviv has one of the greatest beaches um, because it's a lot like the, I mean, I'm going to say it's a lot like, but it's like, you know, how, uh, when you see pictures of Rio and you have the main road and you have the beach on one side and the hotels on the other side, that's what it's like. Um, and it's amazing. And it's just, it's such an alive city. But it still feels 
small. Like, not small, like, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, all right, so New York is a big city, but there are places in New York where you can still feel like you're in w- it, that neighborhood feeling. Um, if you've never experienced it, go to Tel Aviv, and you will absolutely feel it. Um, and and what's funny is you 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 get to know people, you get to know where things are, and those things become your regular things, and the city becomes smaller in a good way. Um, what else do I love? I love, I told you Yafo, which is one of my favorite places. Um, but not, but it's awesome. That's where actually one of my favorite restaurants is Abraj, which is up on top next to the, um, chapel, Citadel, whatever, um, right at the top. Um, some church. I can't remember the name. Not doing a real good job, Mr. Sano. Um, yeah, I love, I love Israel. Jerusalem. Okay, Jerusalem. Let's talk about Jerusalem for a second. Um, let me take a sip, and we'll talk about what I love in Jerusalem. So the old city, I love the Kotel. I love the way, I love the way the Kotel makes me feel. Um, It's outside of this world is the best way to describe it it's really interesting it's uh i I, I, yeah there's something about it there's something about how you are removed from time this sounds so heady i'm sorry but it's it's because you know you have a concept of what this place is you have a concept of the feet that have stepped there you have a concept of the greatness of the location, not just of Jerusalem, but the Kotel, where the, the temple was. Um, the same thing, and uh, interestingly, the same thing when you go to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Um, it's, you know, I mean, it's not holy to me, but it's fascinating to me in the fact that 2000 years ago, not 2000, I think 1700 years ago, over a thousand years ago, people were walking around there going, is that the spot? Nope. That's the spot. Nope. That's the spot. And, uh, I'm not belittling it. I'm just saying that, wow, history took place here. One of the largest religious movements, um, I think it's actually might be the largest religious movements on the planet started right there in our backyard. Um, so that's fascinating to me. Um, I love the history of Jerusalem. I love, but what I also love is stuff like a mamila, uh, the, um, the mall as you walk up to the old city or walk out of the old city. And how you're there and you can shop for Crocs or diesel or whatever, um, jeans, uh, and that you have <coughs> the economy of now existing next to the economy of the old city, which has been an economy that's been a constant for over a thousand years. Um, 
So it's just fascinating. I love that about Israel. I love the uh, the back and forth, the juxtaposition of the old and the new. That's one of the things I love, love, love about Israel. Um, I am going to tell you a couple more things that I love about Israel. I know this one's been kind of a, a rambling one. Um, but I hope it gives you some insight into me and my, my, uh, method of thought, um, my thought process, what's important to me, why I do what I do. Um, and I wanted to share myself with you a little bit. I, I tell you guys a lot of stuff, but very, uh, not rarely, but, uh, not specifically do I tell you about me so that's I guess that's pretty much what what this episode the purpose of this episode is um what else do I love I love um actually you know what I want to talk about something real quick that I do love very much about Israel and that is the power of the Israeli woman uh so I'm going to tell you a quick story um I had some issues um a couple of years ago that I had to deal with, uh, that with, with regard to anxiety and, and, and stuff like that, social anxiety. Um, and I decided one of the ways to attack it was to leave my comfort zone and go to Beersheba, um, which is going to come up in a moment. Um, and one of the things that I did, uh, and I did it, I didn't do it consciously. Um, but one of the things that I did was when I was at Ben Gurion University uh, for Ulpan, uh, the uh, intensive Hebrew program at, at Ben Gurion University, I, I wound up going to the OSP office, and, which is the overseas program office. And the office was run almost entirely, I think it was run entirely by women. Um, and they were phenomenal. Um, but comforting at the same time. And like phenomenal, but comforting. I don't understand myself sometimes and how I express things. Uh, so basically what I'm saying is um, when I was feeling my most anxious, what I would do is I would go to the lounge at the OSP program and I would sit and drink a cup of coffee because they had coffee there. Um, and I would sit and I would listen and I would listen to the women who ran the office. And these weren't women who uh, just had secretarial jobs or administrative jobs. These were, these were professional women. Um, with degrees, uh, high degrees, masters, doctorates, um, all of them college graduates and the best in their fields. And to listen to them was as they interacted, as they did their work, as they did things, reminded me of a time when I grew up. 
when I, I come from a family of very strong, independent women. Uh, and it gave me comfort being there. Um, and it's one of the things that I love about Israel is the strength and compassion of the Israeli woman. Um, rock on ladies. You got it going on. <laughs> uh, I did. That was serious. I don't know why it was so serious, but it was important because it is one of the things that I do love about Israel. Um, and it's one of the things that I was talking to my friend Moti, the, uh, Moti the other day about it. I said, we, we have so many issues in the United States and in other places with, uh, equality for women and women, um, women, women standing in the, uh, professional and social world. Um, and Israel, I, I'm not saying Israel's perfect. Please don't think that. Um, but they do do a lot of things right. And the importance, uh, in recognizing, um, it's women is one of the things that they, they've realized. Um, yeah. So boom, there you go. Uh, good job, Israel. Um, all right, we're getting close. I'm going to take another sip real quick and then I'm going to tell you about the last, Mm thing that I want to share with you that I love about Israel or in Israel and that is Beersheba. I love Beersheba. Um it's one of the things I love the desert. I love the feel, I love the mood. I love the chillness of it. Um actually that's one of the things that I love about Israel. In general, I love it about that it that it's I I especially experience it in Beersheba, but that's one of the things that I love about Israel is how freaking chill it is. Don't get out of control. Just chill. Just hang out. It is so easy to relax in Israel, and it's one of the things that so many people in this world could take a lesson from just relax you, you and what's funny is if you read the news or saw the news about Israel you would not get that message but if you visit Israel you will get that message very quickly take it easy just chill have a seat there's a thing called uh, Israeli time um, and it's, well, it, it's ironic because there is a, I'm not saying that Israelis can't be where they need to be. They absolutely can. If, if you have meetings, if you have appointments, they happen on time, but there is also this, uh, when you don't have to be where you have to be, take your time and just chill, relax. It'll happen. Um, and it's one of the things that makes Israel great. Um, and it's one of the things that I experience in Beersheba, which is why when the thing is, when, when the interviews are done, I'm going there, man, I'm going to chill. Um, all right. Um, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Covered hippies. 
uh, <laughs> we covered um, food, IDF, women in Israel. A lot, lot, lot of stuff. And you got to know me a little bit more. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, all right. So I uh, before I wind everything down, I want to tell you um, about the interviews that I just mentioned. And this coming February, the 12 Cities in Israel uh, podcast is going to Tel Aviv, and we're going to be at the C Executive Suites uh, to do interviews with a number of pe- uh, with a number of people from across Israeli society. We have uh, a bunch of wonderful people confirmed as guests, including Doron Almog from Ale, Rivka Karmi, the former president of Ben Gurion University, which is awesome, uh, member of the Knesset. Um, Israel's Parliament, uh, Stav Shafir, Daniel Seaman, um, who is a journalist who worked uh, in Netanyahu's first administration um, years ago uh, as his communication uh, communication minister guy. I don't know. I mean, I know what he did. He was the uh, communication uh, the uh, liaison between the media and the Prime Minister's office. Um, Yishai Fleischer, the spokesperson for the community in Hebron, the Jewish community in Hebron. Uh, Tomer Yosef from Balkan Beatbox. DJ Aviel Brandt. Corey Gil Schuster from uh, YouTube, who does um, Ask a Palestinian, Ask an Israeli. Um, he's going to be on. Sarah Tuttle, singer. Shoshana Keats Jaskol. They're both uh, journalists and bloggers for the Times of Israel. And a ton of others, um, including a ballerina and a artist. Uh, two friends of mine that are just absolutely amazing. In total, we'll be interviewing about um, 22 to 24 people. Um, and they represent the best of Israel creatively, professionally, and academically. So... Uh, the project, this project, has the very real potential to have a profound impact outside of Israel on a number of different spectrums from the political to the social, meaning that this could be the catalyst to the world seeing Israel more positively. And what I'm asking is for you to be a part of this and to help us uh, by visiting our website and making a donation through PayPal towards, uh, towards funding our trip. In total... Uh, we need right now about $5,000. The total thing um, is about $10,000, and we're halfway there. I have a hiccup. I'm sorry. Um, and this $5,000 that we're trying to raise is going to pay for the airfare, um, the space that we're using to film in, um, some of the uh, equipment that we need to rent, and um, and that's pretty much it. And I'm not, I'm also, and this is very important, I'm not taking any pay for this. Um, but if you'd like to help, please visit our website, www.12citiesinisrael.com and hit the PayPal button. That would help us a ton. Um, all right. Thank you so much for joining us for the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our feed and become a part of the 12 Cities in Israel community. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. 
and we'll be bringing you brand new. Uh, we'll be bringing you a brand new podcast every week. Uh, so keep your eyes out for that. Also, um, if you want to help support this podcast? Check out our Patreon page on www.patreon.com forward slash Twelve Cities in Israel. Anything would help, and we'd really appreciate it. Also, please visit our YouTube channel where you can see a video version of this podcast plus other videos that we have produced, including our full-length travel episode on the city of Beersheba. No surprise. I love Beersheba. <laughs> in southern Israel. Um, while you're there, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. You can also check out our website. Uh, com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram where every day I post a brand new picture from our Israel travels. And all right, that's pretty much it. Shout